0: Listen at your own discretion as the following content contains strong language, adult dialogue, discussions of violence, and spoilers. Cue the intro. Hello, fellow readers, and welcome to Three Reads in a Pod. My name is Delia.
1: I'm Sarah. And I'm Heather.
0: If you're interested in a trio of ladies that get together and record our book club for the masses, stick around. This episode of Three Reads, we'll be discussing. I don't remember. <laughs> it's something by <laughs> Emily Dickinson. <laughs>
1: Hold on. So the title of the poem is Because I Could Not Stop for Death.
0: Good job. It's a Heather pick. It's a book bite episode, in case y'all wanted to know. If you want to read along, we post the book and book bite of the month on our Instagram page that's three reads in a pod that's the number three reads in a pod and without further ado it's time to turn the page except it's not because we're gonna do <laughs> some, <laughs> we're doing some updating and then we'll turn the page okay so this we have decided but amongst us is the last episode of our season if you will so that means that we're gonna wrap up what we've done so far this year i know this comes out in january which is the new year for you guys but it's the end of the year for us so we're gonna discuss heather's pick this beautiful emily dickinson poem and as far as like going forward february we're only going to be releasing one bonus episode there won't be two episodes like normal and then in march same thing only one bonus episode and then we'll start back regular programming the way we normally do, two episodes a month, maybe a bonus episode here and there, come April. Okay. That being said, as far as the way that the new Book Bite episodes are going to look like, that's the really the only thing that's going to change. The regular episodes are going to stay the same. The Book Bite episodes are going to be a little different. I don't know if you've been with us from the beginning, but if you have, then you know that we started out with doing like casting our Book Bites because we did do a bunch of short stories, and that's a cast or food pairings because we're like they're book bites but we don't really have a lot of time we're trying to make these short and it's hard to make them short and sweet and to the point if we're you know throwing out cast in the food so we're we're not going to be doing that anymore unless you guys really like want us to then go ahead and post like we'll post on the instagram page like hey we did this book bite comment under there if you want us to do a cast Comment under that post if you want us to do a food pairing, and we will definitely come out with something if you guys want us to. But so far, this would just be this is just how we're going to do things. I think that's all the updates. Any other updates before we get chucking along?
1: None on my end. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Awesome. Now we're going to turn the page. Heather, give us the background.
1: Sweet. So as we've already mentioned, this is a poem by Miss Emily Dickinson. Uh, this is going to be a pretty short and sweet to the point background, Uh, most of it from Wikipedia, shout out to Wikipedia, donate to them. Uh, December 10th, 1830 is when Miss Emily Elizabeth Dickinson was born. Uh, She died May 15th, 1886. She was an American poet uh, and during her life wasn't super popular. I think of her, I mean, hundreds of poems, only 10 of them were published and they were very edited uh, during her lifetime. Because she was very different. She uses a different meter than a lot of poets use. So pentameter is really common, but she'll use like a tri – I don't know how to say it. Tritameter? <laughs> or a quadrameter. She uses different meters.
0: Not pentameter. Not
1: pentameter, uh, which is like your William Shakespeare's and apparently a lot of your other poets. I don't know enough about it. She also uses a lot of near rhyme, which I love. I love even in musicals when they make near rhyme happen. You'll see it a lot in like hip hop songs. Near rhyme is really common. And uh, so she also uses hyphens and capitalizations in different places to put emphasis on things that was really different. So that was just different for her. She was actually seen also as an eccentric. Most of her friends were through correspondence. She didn't really go out very often. She wasn't seen publicly very often. So kind of an outcast.
0: I was going to say girl same. I'm not necessarily an outcast, but I definitely don't want to go out. I spend most of my time texting people.
1: (laughs) Man, exactly. Yeah. So you can relate with Miss uh, Dickinson here. So a lot of her uh, poems are also very melancholic. And uh, the one I chose today is also melancholic. So that's pretty much it. And if you guys are ready, I'll just read the poem. Because I could not stop for death. Because I could not stop for death, he kindly stopped for me. The carriage held but just ourselves, and immortality. We slowly drove, he knew no haste, and I had put away my labor and leisure too, for his civility. We passed the school, where children strove, at recess in the ring. We passed the fields of gazing grain. We passed the setting sun, or rather, he passed us. The dews drew quivering and chill, for only Gossamer, my gown, my tippet, only tool. We paused before a house that seemed a swelling of the ground. The roof was scarcely visible, the cornice in the ground. Since then, to centuries, and yet, feels shorter than the day I first surmised the horses' heads were toward eternity. So that's it. Now, the funnest fact about Emily Dickinson is that most of her poems are written in the same meter as the Pokemon theme song. So I'm going to reread this first stanza for you. Because I could not stop for death, he kindly stopped for me. I love this mm-hmm. so much. The carriage held, but not <laughs> ourselves, an immortality. <laughs> that's all i'm not i'm not a vocalist oh
2: god when you told me that um that fact before you'd picked an emily poem when i read it i read it just like that and i thought if heather does
1: not read it like this then i'm done it is the best thing about emily dickinson
0: oh it for sure is that's amazing
1: okay so initial thoughts what's everybody thinking
2: i liked it it's more of an a classic feel obviously I feel like me and Delia picked more modern types of poetry. So this is definitely more classical. I enjoy (laughs) the idea that you can read it (laughs) to the, uh, (laughs) the Pokemon theme. But yeah, yeah. I mean, with it being classic, more of a classical pick, I would say it's harder for me to surmise exactly what she means in certain aspects. Like I think I do, but obviously I think there's more... There's more room for interpretation. Do you know what I'm saying? There's more room to kind of, what does she mean by this? And what does she mean by this? Because I think it's all just like a big, it's obviously metaphorical, right? And so I think I am no English teacher. What do you guys think?
0: I I liked it. I'm not going to lie. I first read it and I was like, okay, so death. All right, then. I, I kind of the beginning is sort of nice it's like you know i couldn't stop for death so he stopped for me and i was like okay that seems pretty chill but towards the end though like he just he seems like a nice dude but then towards the end you're like what the fuck happened what happened to her what did death do to her so it, it wasn't as like i felt like the beginning was sort of lighter hearted and then towards the end it wasn't and I liked it though. That's not you didn't ask me about that, but I did like it. (laughs) That's that's initial thoughts. Did you like it or not? I did. I it was very interesting. I'm not gonna lie and say that I understood it completely the first time. I definitely did not. I was like, what the fuck did I just read? So I had to read it a couple times, and then I had to do some research because I was like, somebody else smarter than me has definitely analyzed this poem. Oh, oh, see, I'm glad you guys
2: did the research. I did not.
0: It was helpful. No, yeah, you can give us a. I have no clue what's going on. Perspective. I couldn't handle that. I don't like to stay in that sort of feeling. So I had to move. I had to, like, do some research. It was helpful.
1: Good. Yes. Um, So one of the reasons I picked this one is just because in the beginning she says, you know, she couldn't stop for death. She's too busy. So he had to stop for her. And he's picked her up, and they're doing their thing. And he seems like a gentleman. Like, he seems, like, very personified, very not what you think, I think, when you think of death. A lot of the modern portrayals are someone who is not even modern, but just a, a common portrayal of death, is someone who is mean, and it mm-hmm. just brought me back to the book thief.
0: I was thinking that one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, that's this what I, I nice.
1: I really, really love. Uh, I love that part of the book thief. We've talked about how death is our favorite character, not on this podcast, but back when the book club was not mm-hmm. recorded. Yeah,
0: and that was one of the first books we read.
1: Yeah, that was just one of the things that that <sighs> drew me to this poem. Mm -hmm. I will admit there's a couple stanzas. I'm like, I don't quite get it, but I will say that I think ultimately I understand what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) So we can can dive into that at any point. The only thing that I think kind of came
2: to me was at the end because I wasn't quite sure. It's like we passed before a house that seemed a swelling of the ground. The roof was scarcely visible. The cornice in the ground. Mm Mm-hmm is that a tombstone or are they talking about a grave itself
0: yeah i can see i definitely could see that that's fair because it's gonna be
2: like your ultimate home i was thinking it was
0: like a run down house situation but yours makes way more sense like death fooled her basically he was like hey i'm you know we're gonna go ahead and go and and we're gonna hang out we're gonna see the sun you know we're gonna pass a children's yard it's cool everything's all right by the way so was all a trick uh it a lie <laughs> it
1: <was laughs> a lie and here's where i brought you thing. my
0: beautiful bride like here we go you're gonna stay at this run down ass house like okay sir how rude of you but okay
1: and i think if someone you know once you die We don't know what happens. No one knows what happens. But there is a common idea that you kind of slide Mm -hmm. out of the space-time continuum. And so I love this last stanza when she says, and since then, tis centuries, and yet feels shorter than a day. Mm -hmm. Because if you are not experiencing time the way that we are in this physical space, then that's exactly what death probably feels like. Mm -hmm. And then this is, I I first surmised the horse's heads were toward eternity. So, yeah, I think it was a trick. He was like, ha-ha. And then she's like, Wait a second. This carriage is headed to the afterlife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're I'm headed there. towards eternity.
2: Oh, where well, I'll be forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's one of those things because no matter how long you wait, you're always going to be there because it's eternity, right? As far as we know, we don't know, but you know.
0: I mean, well, I think we've discussed in the last, uh, well, it would have been two podcasts ago for our listeners that. like the idea of reincarnation is pretty heavily influenced over here with us peoples but yeah for dickinson who's probably growing up or like living her life in a very christian very traditional viewpoint which is actually no that doesn't make any sense she just sounded really morbid maybe she was an atheist (laughs) i don't know anything about her religiosity i'm saying give
1: me eight seconds and i'll pull wikipedia up and we will find out and I
2: take from it, like, the the kind of vibe I get from that, all oh, the, the vibes, uh, that I get from this is kind of that uh, she's young, right? Like, I kind of feel it's not like she's he's coming to an old lady who's lived her life.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: I feel like it's more, I, I can't tell, though. Like, there's not really any context clues. But then I just feel, I don't know.
0: So there is a little bit.
1: Is there what What would you think?
0: Oh, I guess I'm not. I, I'm going straight off of the analysis. If you want me to dive into it, and Go then on. I'll
1: tell you what I think without an analysis.
0: After no, you tell done. me first, and then I'll tell you the analysis.
1: So the title being "I Could Not Stop for Death," that makes me think of someone who probably is older, but they're not ready to die. Like they're just pushing through. They're like, "Yep, I don't have time to die. Don't have time to worry about death." So right. death came and got her instead of her coming to death.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so in the stanza, we passed the school where children strove at recess in the ring. So that's them going through her childhood. They're they're slowly going through her whole life. So they're passing like her childhood. We pass the fields of grazing grain. Now that's the most prolific time of her life or like the the meat and potatoes of it. And then the past we pass the setting sun. So that's her death. Yeah. They're reliving what? that.
1: Yeah, okay. Sorry, I missed part of it because I was just reading about her religion. But you see children at recess, so that's like the beginning of mm-hmm. your life.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: Gazing Grain, things are growing, things are moving, mm-hmm. the cycle of life. And then you come to the setting sun, and that is the end. Uh, there's a lot of religious oh. songs, too. Or not even necessarily religious songs, but just songs in general yes. that talk about, you know. This the sunset
0: said on my life. Well, this is yeah. So
1: if you take it like that, which I appreciate the viewpoints
2: because – I believe you're right obviously uh, but so if I rethink that and think that she is an older lady right then you get to the next scenes and it says or rather he passed us because she's not had time you know so like he passed them and all, or like her and all of these forms of her life and now ended up here where he's finally like well we gotta go like you know not like that.
0: I but. think that he is two different he's so it could be death passing her by as far as like it wasn't your time yet but now it is or that the setting sun itself is personified as well Mm -hmm. and he is also gone and she's Uh... sort of staying the same and everybody else is continuing to move around her now that she's gone. But that, I don't, that, it wasn't mentioned in the, whatever. Anyway. Say,
2: listen, my analysis here is terrible, guys. So sorry. No, I I
0: didn't, that was just, that was, that's another take on it. That's the beautiful thing about poetry, Sarah, is like, yeah, sure, I read this analysis. But did anybody talk to Emily and say, hey, Em, what were you thinking here when you wrote this? Probably not because she wasn't very popular. So this is just literary people coming up with shit, which we all know, like, as a former English major, I did get my English minor. I can say I only missed three classes before I had my my major, and one of them was the capstone course because fuck fuck capstone courses. But anyway, they're all full of shit. I love you if you're an English person out there. Know that you have my heart, but you you, you bullshit a paper. You know you have. Don't don't look at me like that. Okay? I'm not an
1: English major, and I have bullshit some good papers, exactly. some really good ones, some of my best <laughs> my humanities class. Been bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then
0: by the time you get to the end, you're like, oh man, this bullshit sounds so good how did I even come up with that fun fact
2: I did that in a paper where I compared uh Theodore Aldorno who was a classic sociologist I compared some of his themes to fight club and uh my nail husband Adam, who was my why did I say it like that my nail husband Adam I'm sorry
0: (laughs) he was your boyfriend at the time
2: Yes, thank you. In my head, I'm thinking like maybe by the next time that readers listen, I'll have a new husband uh, no, but uh
0: minute.
2: he him helped in. me with it, and so I like wrote this really good paper mm-hmm. comparing like this you know classical theory to fight club, and mm-hmm. I remember I had this really good quote, and my professor he's like, "Who wrote that?" and I said, me, I said it came from my head oh. me <laughs> I did that." <laughs> It was me, and he's like, "You didn't get that from anywhere." I'm like, "No, I just said it." Who knew?
0: I got a brain yeah. in my head.
2: Doc. I was like, "Wonderful." How about that? But then, like, the more he analyzed it, and he's like, "This is great," the more I'm like, "I literally came up with that last minute because I had to write like that a page paper." So, <laughs> but, yeah, but there you go. That's my little
1: story.
0: Yeah. yeah, I love an anecdote.
1: Um, and then to follow up. It it looks like, and this is all Wikipedia, in 1845, the place that she lived had a religious revival, and Mm -hmm. she was, like, briefly part of that. Mm -hmm. But it also says, and I quote, the experience did not last. Dickinson never made a formal declaration of faith and attended services regularly for only a few years. So, Mm. probably. Where was she born? She had a lot of
0: people that died around her that she loved. So, she probably, her faith in God, if I had to guess, was pretty shaken i would bet just because like whenever we lose people sometimes that sort of happens and i'm projecting a little bit here but yeah uh she was also
1: born in uh amherst massachusetts
0: okay
2: so see that's interesting because i'm thinking well obviously they were also very religious because you can think of like the uh salem witch trials that happened you know hundreds of years previously but our ancestors, yeah,
1: were like part of that movement, like the Protestant movement when oh, they were okay, um, Massachusetts first started or something to that effect. It said, I it read it.
2: us coming from the Bible Belt, or at least being raised in the Bible Belt, you know, how we feel about religion is constantly around us. Like, you mm-hmm. are raised on like the K- King James Version Bible, you know, the, not mm-hmm. everyone, but you know what I'm saying. That's like a yeah. big.
0: I mean, there's a church life. on every corner. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but not much coming Isn't from it? our hometown.
2: Oh, no. There are many, many, many churches everywhere. Everywhere.
1: And that's not a bad um, thing, per se. But it's interesting yeah, what buildings yeah, turn into churches. Like,
2: Oh, yeah. Like trad- homes. Like people have mobile
1: homes that are homes. Yeah. And then that they mean, just yeah. become a church. I'm like, oh, oh, well, that was my cousin, Lonnie. Mm, and Absolutely. Now it's a church of Christ.
2: Is that yeah. is that the one that's right before you get to Henpin?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just wanted to there you go. So Oh
0: my goodness.
2: Uh, absolutely. Um and that's I the same this way like on
0: hen pen though.
2: Get out of here. And I know, listen, listen, I had a friend to, who came to visit me once and he's like, Okay, I need the address. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I live in money Gut you know because at the time i did and then he's like what and i'm like yes don't get it confused with henpin you're going to come to henpin first but then there's money i'm like okay that's where you want to go he's like what and i'm like yeah yeah don't get it confused for tacket holler over here i'm like okay don't, if you no, hit no. yellow
1: flats you've gone too far yeah you've gone way <laughs> too far if you go up ah. in a
2: week's way. and then we leave and we're going somewhere and we're getting closer to virginia and he's like what's that place i said oh that's turkey Turkey pin, or sand pin, turkey pin. There's also cow pin. Uh, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, then you keep going, and we found a place that's like Buffalo Bottoms or something like that. Oh
0: my god, and
2: yeah, and he's like, What is this? And I'm like, Where do you live? And he's like, I live on Elm Street in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay, oh,
0: literally, like, you're oh, normal normal well. how dare you?
2: Yeah, I'm like, oh, Really goodness, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, at least you know now,
0: but yeah, I yes okay also let's talk about tone yeah like it uh, starts out like you said gentleman caller situation it seems gentleman feel, seems nice
2: it uh, he kindly stopped for me the carriage only held ourselves
1: mm-hmm. and yeah, so very immortality calm. very mm-hmm. like almost leisurely it mm-hmm. seems
0: and like when they, we passed the it just sounds like they're on a stroll, you know, just like we're going for a Sunday drive, you know, And then you get to this line here. it says the dews drew quivering and chill for only gossamer, my gown, my tippet, only tool. So you're like, oh shit, it cooled down like That's and then it changed keeps <laughs> going. it just like was in a, it was very abrupt where you're like, oh shit, and now you're at this rundown house. Oh poop. This is
1: not. So, oh, like, oh. You this is the end. Yeah. For yes, it to be yeah. a poem about death, if, like you said, the first half is like pretty upbeat. And you're like, oh, nice. Okay. Leisurely. And then it just nose dives. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do so, it.
2: do you think that the narrator, like, uh, in the poem, thought that this was going to be death? Was like, I don't know. Like, the way that death was, because she talks about immortality and how kind and like, i'm trying to formate my words here in my head but it since it did take such a sharp turn and things are cold and she's like ending up here in this i guess afterlife where she realizes mm-hmm. she's going to be forever like do you think she realized i don't know how you would expect death to come for you but and not expect that so, you'd end up i don't know i think
0: the other thing we have to think about is that in that first stanza Death and immortality are both capitalized. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something to be said about the personification of immortality as well. And if you've got death and immortality, you know, I mean, the modern girl that I am is like, well, you have to die to become a vampire and the vampire is immortal. And it doesn't seem like it's a terrible life. I'm not saying I want to suck blood forever, but it seems like it's all right. You know, it doesn't (laughs) seem like it's going to be. Chilling Children. and upsetting, and I'm just like,
2: I'm so glad. It meant I got my iron levels hanging up. out in it's freaking awful.
0: Tartarus. I, you know, I'm not saying it's the, you know what I mean. It doesn't sound yeah. like it's terrible,
2: and but sparkling in the sunlight. Jesus, I um, listened to that episode the other day. Oh, you did. <laughs> I fell asleep though. So, <laughs> whoops.
0: Oh, well. That's well,
2: okay. At least you find us calming.
0: Right? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> did I tell you my aunt listened to our first episode? Oh, not the fr- the short episode, The Groom's Snow White. And she had texted me after that and was like, you guys are no calm app. I'm over here cracking <laughs> up Thought I would be able to fall asleep listening to you guys.
2: not. No. 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 Well, I'm glad that she had the time to listen to us and felt that way. It makes me feel good.
0: Me too. She, she tickled me. So I could see where she's like not quite understanding what all death entails, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe... Maybe she was lied to like she thought that she was going to heaven, you know, because that's a
2: really good idea. Maybe she thought that's
0: where she was going. So she wasn't anticipating there being absolutely nothing and just being in the grave.
2: Yeah,
0: the right eternity, you know, uh like then- the
2: movie that we talked about already. What dreams may come,
0: oh, and I, I don't mean movie. to interrupt,
2: but there was like the part where in the afterlife, you know, there was heaven, and then there was the hell that people who committed suicide went to, which is this is in the movie, obviously not. Like personally for anything but it's the way they portrayed it in the movie as being very dark and cold and just like broken down and i can see that here like Mm -hmm. that being the death here versus like here's where i played as a kid and here's all these you know memories and places that i've been and here's the setting sun and here's a cold dark damp house and (laughs) here is waiting for eternity now there's a chill in the air Yeah.
1: yeah um i'll also say in harry potter and the Deathly Hallows, you read uh, the story of the three brothers. And yeah. they were all trying to trick death. They all thought they could, except for the the, the youngest, the one with the invisibility cloak. He evaded death rather mm-hmm. than trying to trick death. The other two tried to overcome death. Right. And so I wonder if this character is kind of like one of those two brothers. So she meets death. She gets in his carriage because he stopped for her.
0: Mm-hmm. And she was
1: like, oh, well, i'm not dying this isn't dead i'm not gonna fall to death. death
0: experience i thought we were going on a carriage ride you would let me out when i got better right
2: <laughs> right okay yeah yes which i think is what i was trying to get at earlier do you think she knew this was the end all be all like this was mm. the death moment when death picked her up like okay i'm for sure gonna die or she thought no you know i've went so long without dying like and maybe she has like you said like a near-death experience maybe she's had moments where it's like well i got better so and i wonder like thinking of it that way if you want to bring it into the real life how many of us think that on a daily basis
0: oh god you know right definitely definitely
2: Well, I know that's more like of a a very deep and morbid thought, but to think like, well, I got better this time or, you know, I got really lucky. I know there are times where I think about where I'm like, there has to be somebody watching out for me. Like I have to have been appointed a guardian angel because I cannot drive for shit. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. God bless us. You know, there are things I think of and I'm like, man, that was a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And I'll have people like, Sarah, what were you thinking? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't born with common sense. <laughs> it's Listen, me. I had
0: book smarts. You're welcome. Yeah, you need it. me somewhere, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: that's that's right. That's why I like to surround myself with people who do have common sense. Mm-hmm. And those who also don't. It makes me feel at ease. <laughs> yep, you're yeah. here to make
0: me feel better about myself. Thanks.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> no I I agree because there's always be stuff like, okay we, we know I listen to a lot of true true crime podcasts. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of true crime videos, the documentaries, all that stuff. And I will say, why did you do that? Why would you do that, lady? Why would you do that? Not that it's her fault. People shouldn't be killing other people, but like you know, like why would you walk home by yourself? Why would you do that when I know and I would be like, but me, I would never do that. Like Merle from uh, Murder in the Mountains. Why would she walk this b- bridge by herself? Why would she do that? You know, it's dark. You know, it's scary. Why would you do that? That's not safe. But I know me and I would be like, you know what? My house is right there. The chances of me getting murdered are real slim. Next thing mm-hmm. I know, you know what I mean?
2: Right. For sure. Like
0: that sort of thing. You don't think about it like that the death is death could be right there, you know?
2: yeah oh yeah we had i remember um i was in a deviance class and and we were talking about rape culture and we were taught we had like um the one of the main parking lots was far away from campus and you had to walk and you had to cross like a main road and then you had to keep going and it was a pretty far walk from the dorms Mm -hmm. and then there was very scarce lighting it still was a very community like a very homey feel but I mean, it's not like bad things hadn't happened there before, because in the past, there was a girl who'd been kidnapped and murdered, I mean, from campus. So, you know, things like that happen. Yeah, like crazy things do happen. And, you know, we, we talked about that. We had to write a paper. And I remember mentioning, like, that is something that frightens me because, you know, you have those apps now where you can, like, press a button if you're walking by yourself and it'll alert, like, authorities or something or tell someone, like, hey, Heather never made it back to her destination. Or, you know, hey, uh, we, you know, had an alert from this location. You need to go check it out kind of thing. But I remember there was one girl and she's like, I'm not afraid. Like all of us ladies in the room, we were like, yeah, like we, you know, the dark, not having proper lighting, like walking by ourselves, not, you know, Mm -hmm. it's frightening. And then this girl's like, no, I'm not afraid, not afraid at all. And I'm like, listen, it's great that you want to be butch and not be afraid. That's wonderful (laughs) for you. Okay. (laughs) But... um, (laughs) I'm sorry, that's how people get killed. <laughs> like so and and I but I get it though at the same time, if you feel like I've done that many times walking from my grandma's house, just to my house, but I still have that innate fear, and I think it is part of me because I watch so much true crime and I re watch all these horror movies and everything, and it's just that innate fear like anything can go wrong. And I've instilled that in my mind. Anything can happen. And the closer you are to home, even the more likely it is because usually it's somebody You're more close.
0: relaxed yeah, I I yeah. you just like that's my house I'm so close to my house who's gonna hurt me there or right near enough you know I can relax baby. absolutely
2: yeah. and it's really sad that we can't you know you can't let your guard up like that at times but I agree you have moments anyway I'm not quite sure how and I don't know if that's it. a
0: man thing or if that's just like and I'm not trying to gender anything by any way shape or form but I don't know if it's like because we've been like society has made it so unsafe for, for women.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Might well or minorities, period. But, right. but for Fun women. Fun
2: fact about that same class with the paper we had to write about rape culture. My professor told us, he's like, you know, with the girls, with the women in the class, the females, he had specific examples of rape culture that each of us had experienced, what we were afraid of. And then with the males, he said they had to they had to quote out of the book because they didn't know. Like they didn't have any specific examples
0: yeah.
2: around campus or anything that happened to them personally. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah.
0: I think we need to educate our men better. And they need to be a little bit more open to that. But we do. And I say that because I was in I was in a psych, a women's psych class. So it was about like the psychology of women. So you learned a lot about rape culture. Um, about second shift like when women go to work and they work all day and then they come home and do all of the household things because mm. that's the women's domain you can't see it but I've got quotation marks going with my little fingers <laughs> women's air domain air quotes yeah so they are supposed to even though they work a full-time job they're supposed to take care of the kids and the laundry and the dishes and stuff even though they both like man uh, I know we're talking to binaries here but the two parents in the household have worked the same amount of time But it's like still her job to come home and do all that stuff.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We we learned about all that stuff. But one of the things we had talked about was consent and the importance of consent. And it's so stupid. We had this guy in our class that was like, well, what if and was trying to come up with all these ways that it was like, so I have to ask for consent every time. And it's like, if I were you and I were a male and I were out just like sleeping with random women all the time, not that you can't do that, you can. I would definitely verbally get consent. Do you know why? Oh, yeah. So that you can protect yourself later if that's an issue. Also, then you can make sure that your partner is actually there for it and wants to. Why would you want to have sex with somebody who doesn't want to have sex with you? Right. right? You know what I mean? Like, why are you? So he... we had this whole argument. It lasted almost all class. I know all the women in there were really like we were all fired up. We were ready. Like, I needed a steak. I needed a torch. We were going to fucking mob <laughs> this guy. I'm just kidding. We didn't do that. But there was like, it got really heated because he still was not quite understanding. We were like, I don't know. At one point, we're talking about how if someone freezes up in the middle of and they they say no, then that's still a no. That's a no.
1: Like, stop. That is the end of consent.
0: End of consent. If at any time they say no, and it's not a game you're playing, a consensual game that you have agreed upon beforehand. And have a safe word in order to get out of. It in I was case gonna say safe becomes, words.
1: That's where safe words come in.
0: <laughs> not consensual. Yes, exactly. But he just wasn't getting it, and I was like, "You're gonna hurt somebody someday." Right. Like that that's nervous. definitely.
2: Uh, hopefully not, but that'll come back on him. And hopefully yeah. he he continues to realize that they, you know, if if consent is present or not. Hopefully he's able to ascertain that instead of just.
0: Let's I don't know.
2: know. Let's hope he's able. I to heard get some that other himself. rumors
0: about him. I'm not going to go into because it's really not my business. But let's hope. Let's hope he. Learned.
2: Oh, listen, girl. Random. Sorry for this random act of getting off topic. But um, there was a guy in one of my classes who did the, a very similar situation. Only it wasn't that he was sleeping with a lot of women. He had a wife who was in our classes with us, mm-hmm. but she wouldn't talk and she wouldn't stand up for herself because he had such a strong opinion and he's like she has to get my plate for me she has to be the one to cook the food she has to do this and this and, and excuse we me? i know all the women in the class we were all just like what and she's just sitting in there and i felt so bad for her sitting there and us knowing that this is how he was like i could not imagine like you know even in my family you know women get men their plates and i tell adam i'm like you have hands and fingers. Mm-hmm. You can go get it yourself.
0: Did I tell like, you my first serious boyfriend? So he took me to his house for Sunday dinner. Mm-hmm. And we sat down. And his mom served everyone. And I don't know if she was just trying to like mime or like mimic for me what I was supposed to do the next time I came over. But the next time I came over, so everybody's partner was there. So like the oldest sister, her boyfriend was there. The The dad was there. And then, and then I was there. So... Both mom and the older sister got their husband, partner, whatever, plates. And then mom served the youngest daughter. And she was looking at me like waiting for me to serve my boyfriend. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I I served myself. No, thank you. I (laughs) served myself. And and she served him. And I was like, no. See, he has two hands. He's a grown-ass man. We can both reach for the
2: plate. Absolutely. And,
0: you know, and. If that's if that's a cultural thing that you're okay with in your house, yeah, I was gonna I'm say not, that. Yeah, I'm not gonna shit on it because that's your house and you can do what you want to in it.
1: Yeah, if you but both if agree to that and that's what you want to do in your household, then by all means,
0: that's totally fine. But like, make sure that that's an expectation that you're both okay with. Cause I was not. I was like, I didn't. I wasn't raised that way. Sometimes I'm nice and I get my husband his plate and I'm courteous because I was the one that made dinner. I'm already at the stove. Right. Everybody's plate. And then I take it to the couch where he's sitting and we'll watch TV or whatever and eat dinner.
2: It's right. like acts of love. That's what I do with Adam or Adam will do with me. And it's like, thank you. I appreciate that you did that. Yeah. You did the time Usually for that. Usually it's
0: whoever cooked. Usually it's yeah. cooked that's what we Yeah, yeah that's what we end yeah. up doing. Because that's what Matthew does. If he cooks, then he makes the plate. If I cook, then I make the plate.
1: Also, nothing wrong with the buffet style. Hey, here's a bunch of shit I made. Line Let's up. Grab him. a plate. That we'll have friends over.
0: That was the worst yeah. part. She'd put all the food on the table. What? It was all in front of us,
1: so it's not was... like they had to even go anywhere. Exactly, oh we were all
0: sitting down. It was. I yeah, would lose it. it was... See, it was... I couldn't
1: we're...
2: imagine. The only time <laughs> so that I that get out food is um, if, like, obviously, like Adam. But uh, well, yeah, I could see why it wouldn't last. But I get out food if it's like my brother who has cerebral palsy, so he's got like the issues with his hands. So I don't care mm-hmm. to get out his food or like mm-hmm. my different. grandpa who shouldn't totally hold. Different. Yeah, and but those situations definitely like unless somebody has some type of physical or mental disability um and they can do things for themselves i think it's important to push them to be independent to do things for themselves at some point unless you're just being loving and you're like here i'll do this for you because i love you but um yeah like adam definitely has hands and i love him to death uh but yeah he can he can make his and sometimes most of the time he'll make my plates and i'm like thank you you didn't have to do that and he's like Yo, it's okay you know, and he takes on that role sometimes that you don't expect. I'm like, I like that. I don't want that whole, I don't know. Anyway, this has probably nothing to do with Emily
1: Dickinson.
0: Yeah, we got off topic.
1: I'm saying, I have imagined she never served her husband because she was never married. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you say, did she, you say she was a lesbian or was she? I think there's a show that is out called Dickinson. It's like a historical fiction, perhaps, and apparently there is lesbonic things on it, and I know that Because I run in a lot of gay circles.
0: No yeah.
1: Oh.
2: (laughs) Just because you run in the gay circles, but not because you're gay. Not because
1: I'm gay. No.
2: (laughs) So not to be rude. I'm not gay, my girlfriend is. Yep. I was so fucking tickled.
0: Oh my God.
2: But with you guys, like how would you how does how does that work? with you i mean obviously you said it's like whoever cooks does that but do you see that one of you takes on more of like a masculine role and one takes on which obviously it's all just like you know
0: yeah we gender like, society mm-hmm. gender shit they'd be like sure. this yeah. is a masculine role and it's like yeah it's whoever wants to do it do
2: it yeah, yeah. absolutely so do you see anything like that or would you say i will
1: say she definitely takes more of an initiative on like cleaning the house but we both do it we try to split everything pretty evenly mm-hmm. um and it's not even the fact that she is more feminine than I am. It is the fact that I don't give a shit.
2: <laughs> and she
1: does. She 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 prides a clean house more than I do. Not that I want a disgusting house by any means. But clutter doesn't bother me. And it bothers her greatly. Mm-hmm. So she'll be like, hey, I'm going to do the dishes. Do you care to clean the bathroom? Or I'm going to fold these blankets. Do you care to wipe down the stove? And that's something we have communicated. I tell her, I don't see it the way that you see it. So if you just let me know what you see that's bothering you, I'm happy to do it. And I'm sorry that I don't take that initiative because it doesn't bother me. So that's mm-hmm. something we have specifically communicated. And if I see something that's dirty, then I'm happy to clean it. But like I said, there's just – we have slightly different standards. Yeah. So mm-hmm. instead of her cleaning everything, Same. please don't do that. Let me know what's bothering you. I'm happy to help you clean.
2: Right. Yeah. Like I give Adam specific directions. I'm like, if I do this, can you fold the towels? he can mm-hmm. do that but then sometimes he's like Sarah you know you just have such a an idea of what should be what and the way it should be that when I fold sometimes you don't like the folded towels because they're not good enough for you I'm like Adam it's not that it's I don't it like is. when
0: Matthew holds the folds the I don't like when Matthew folds the towels either though See? I don't like how his See? mom it's, his mom taught him to do it this way it's not his fault but that's just not how I grew up with them folded and I care about it and he doesn't care so I'm like I'll fold the towels, honey. It's fine. Because if right.
1: I, I need pictures of how you fold and how he folds. <laughs> yeah, we need too. to do that. I'm very interested in it.
2: And, like, so- when I hang up clothes versus when Adam hangs up clothes, I'll get off. I'll get, like, a hanger out, and the shirt will be half off the hanger, you know? Like, just hanging there barely by by a thread, it seems. Like, it's just all mismatched. Like, nothing. It just looks like he Liter and it's like wrinkled because he. It's didn't like not symmetrical.
1: Yeah, he's not. Not playing. at all.
2: Yeah, yeah, so mine are very symmetrical, and I'm like Adam. You didn't. You didn't even hang these properly. I'm like, what <laughs> are you doing? And he's like, Sarah, yes, I did. I'm like, Adam, you put them on the hanger, barely.
1: <laughs> that's all you did. Yeah, like, I
0: Matthew swear. His the sloppy job. Care of mine. Like I'll wash all the clothes for the most part. I wash them, but as far as like what gets taken care of, I
2: yeah. Yeah, it's to the point where I'm like, if you can handle your stuff being like that, Adam, you do your stuff that way, and I'll do mine my way, because Mm -hmm. everything's just very different. Very Mm
0: -hmm. different. Pretty much.
2: Well, Dickinson. Yes.
0: Any other thoughts we got about her? Because we've definitely been off topic for a minute, but that's okay. Well, I I don't like we we just It's kind of our tagline at this point she be like three reads in a pod we start uh, out with books and then we get off topic
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's then, uh, uh, that's our next merch even though we uh, haven't had a first merch <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there oh, <laughs> yeah. we're like we should do merch like a while ago
1: <laughs> absolutely what thing?
0: Um, so that's okay we'll
1: get there yeah eventually yeah. so i think uh, yeah i think what i like about it is i want to do something a little different from you guys too Mm -hmm. so i thought it was really nice that we have a good mix we had the spoken word we had the modern button poetry and then we had you know the more of a classic yeah uh so that was nice That was good yeah like i could see this
2: one being in a literature class i enjoyed the analysis i think
1: there was a lot to i think
2: there well with any poetry you know like you said there's many ways to interpret it you can Mm -hmm. take it any way you want but i really enjoyed that there are multiple ways like just the three of us looking at it and the way that we each three interpret it is so different, you know. Right. Um, so I enjoy that. I enjoy that you ladies can be like, oh, it could be this. I'm like, oh, yeah, it could be that. Good idea. Yeah.
1: And our readers are sitting there like, obviously, it's that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean another thing altogether. Like, I don't mean one or the other of ours. But they're like, it's not even either of those. It's totally blah, blah. You know? Like
2: she's talking about uh, the socioeconomic downfall of Great Britain. <laughs>
1: okay. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> The, ha- the house is there. a phallus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the house
0: is a phallus. Jesus. It definitely is different than the other two poems that we've done in that it's A, shorter, and B, there's definitely the punctuation is different. Now, there were some odd stanza breaks in the Jeff poem. Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. it did not It did not break where you would think that it was supposed to break. It would break in, mm-hmm. like, the middle of a sentence.
1: Yes, it would. That is a fact. And that's something, too, about the two that we read and then the one that we listened to. When, you're, when it's spoken word poetry, the person speaking it has the – they give you where they want the emphasis. They mm-hmm. give you what they want something to sound like. And when you're reading poetry, you kind of have to read what they're – you have to pick up what they're laying down. You're like, oh, here's a comma. Because when I first started reading poetry – Back in, well, you know, middle school, elementary school, whatever.
0: Whenever we started.
1: Whenever you get introduced to poetry in school. Who knows? They <laughs> specifically talked about how you don't pause at the end of every line. It feels like you so- should sometimes, but you just keep pushing through. You pause when there's commas. You pause with punctuation. But it's not like you read a line, stop, read a line, stop, read a line, stop. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fluid. And it's written a certain way for a reason. Yeah. So that's something to think about. Just with the yes, difference.
2: like I love to write poetry. It's one of my hobbies in my spare time. But even me, like researching and reading, it's it's different because everybody does it so differently. Like you said, like there are so many different breaks and different pauses, and you want to emphasize, and you have certain meters and and rhythm and the way that you want everything to sound, the tone, the atmosphere. Like it can be, it can be as intense as you want it to be, mm-hmm. and that that can be really fun. But, yeah, at the same time, though, it can be a little bit, yeah, a little bit confusing if you're not picking up, like you said, what, what they're throwing down, I suppose. Right.
1: But right, so my question, that is
2: open to interpretation, so that's good.
1: Go ahead. My question is, so I think we all recommend all of them. They're poems. Poetry's great. Read it. Whatever. What's your favorite, Sarah?
2: Out of all three that we read? Yes. Oh, God. Uh, I think mm, I really like the Jeff poem just because I, I – I really enjoy his entire poetry book, but I really like Dilly's poem too. Not that I don't like Dickinson. So it's probably a toss up between those two. Sorry. Heather. All right. Dillian? Um,
0: <laughs> I don't like this question. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm all kinds of uncomfortable and flustered, but I don't know, man. I like the poem i picked i'm not gonna lie i really enjoy it immensely i like all of her poetry though sarah yeah. k well it's really yeah
1: we're picking we probably picked some of our favorites right so yeah that yeah
0: that's probably accurate but i don't know so i'd pick that one just because probably it's the most familiar to me and i really sound is a thing for me if i can hear it read aloud that is i like the way that things sound a lot mm-hmm. like the the way mm-hmm. that people say things so I will, I, that's probably why it's one of my favorites, um, just because that's what it comes down to. But I'm not going to say that we've had a bad pick. All of the poems that have been chosen are very, very good. I really enjoy them. Yeah, they're just different. I'm do another one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like, with the poet that I picked, like I said, I,
2: I like a lot of his work. He does mm-hmm. have some poetry that he does spoken word
0: mm-hmm. um, so I'm
2: not sure if he did that poem spoken word or not I guess it mm. could have helped a lot if I would actually researched that and give that gave that to you um, but yeah I think we each did pick I guess one that resonated with us more than another huh? for a certain reason so yeah, I guess our pick favorite? ends up being the favorite
1: so I think my favorite is drumroll
0: they they Your alls they were they
1: definitely more deep. Um, had more to discuss, definitely richer. Oh, what
0: are we talking uh, about? We discussed death quite a bit. I almost had like an existential crisis with Miss Emily. <laughs> I know. I'm sitting here thinking but, uh, It's
1: you hard, hard for me to figure not figure say out? Emily's my favorite when you can read it like the Pokemon theme. Like that's yeah, what I'm here what? for. <laughs>
0: that's what I d- you do.
1: That's that's what I'm here for. I don't <laughs> I don't, I don't I'm reason. not a big poetry listener or reader. So if I'm coming into it, what's in it for me? The Pokemon theme song. There
0: you
2: go. Great, yeah it's like some of my favorite poetry some of my favorite poems are by Sylvia Plath so I didn't choose her just because we'd already done a Sylvia Plath novel so really? I wanted to mix it up a little bit and I really enjoyed this this modern author here um, with the button poetry but I also really enjoy like a, is it Rupi Carr is that Ruby yeah like I milk like and her honey? A lot. I like yeah. her. She She does she a poem wonderful. called
0: Selfish, and I, I love it. There's, like, one line from her in specific that was, like, I'm sorry to all the women that I've called beautiful before I've mentioned anything else about you. I'm sorry mm-hmm. I like, I've, like,
1: diluted mm-hmm.
0: you to this small thing when there's so much more that happens with you. I love, like, I can't remember. I took a picture of it. It's in my phone. I just can't remember the exact quote now. And it's one of my favorite things ever.
2: Yeah, I posted a few on Facebook. I was reading them, especially when Adam got his um, oral surgery. And while he was in the middle of that surgery, I was like in the waiting room and I'm reading this and all around me are like these, you know, patients who are going in to get their teeth fixed. I'm sure they were just in pain. And I'm sitting here like, ooh, I'm like, that's a good one. I'm like marking pages and doing stuff. I'm like, ah, great. So I really enjoy it. But I, I I do really enjoy poetry. But I think... You can find it everywhere, too. Like, when I was substitute teaching, I remember I showed this video of Jay-Z talking about poetry and how Mm -hmm. rap is poetry. Oh, yeah. You know, the music we listen to is poetry. Poetry affects us, like... Well, no, I don't want to say affects us every day, but, like, the, the music... The song that resonates so well with you probably resonates well with you for a reason, right? And it gives mm-hmm. you that feeling. And like, I always think about how lyrics sometimes are so deep, and it's like, man, mm. I wish I could do that.
0: There was There's... a a lady who I listened to. I think her name was like Martha Ra- Redbone. I think is her name, but she. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But because oh, no, she fine. she took William Blake's poetry and turned it into like folk music, and I'm not gonna lie, "Garden of Love" by her is like. One of the best things I've ever heard in my life. It is so good, but she did that. She took this like this classic, old white guy his his poetry and turned it into bluegrassy sort of uh, funky like yeah music. And 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 for me that just says like the fact that she she came to our college and did like a thing and, and I watched it and then I bought a CD because I was like you deserve my money. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, but I think she's on Spotify too. Dang. But I was like, if you could do that with just poetry and turn it into a song. And I am fully aware of how music, lyrical music, not instrumental, because that wouldn't make It's a poetry in a different way, but I'm talking about literally in like a literary way is, is poetry. Music yeah. is poetry. Songs are poetry. There yeah. there are stanzas. There's choruses and lines and shit. That's, that's poetry.
1: Gobble me, swallow me, drip down the side of me. That is, that is, that is poetry, my friend. Is that, is that is prime poetry. On your
0: Thanksgiving <laughs> shirt with a turkey on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wore that to my mama's house. So i not think about that. Yeah. I wore it around it's my family. Exactly. My uncle's like, oh my goodness. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. read it my mom's like look at sarah's shirt i'm like here everybody look
2: at my shirt <laughs> oh, so <laughs> funny but it, it is really interesting you know sometimes we should like share if you write poetry we should share it sometime share something
0: or even music one recently
2: nice good yes i write especially to get like a certain obviously to get certain emotions out and stuff it's just oh, like yeah. you get the urge and you just want to mm-hmm. so i will write it out mm-hmm. if it makes any sense who knows but yeah Maybe oh. one day someone will find it and they're like, wow, beautiful poetry. And I'll be like, yeah, I wrote that when we I was drunk. leave a,
0: di- a diary page that you could be proud of. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's not hearkening back to the last episode Back two episodes ago.
2: Diary page that you can be proud of, man. Yeah.
0: Sarah Kay, she talks about that. In oh, Shaman. she does. Like one it took day me a I second. I'm a, like. Yeah. Or she says poetry, a poem. One day I can write a poem that I can be proud of and let sit in a museum somewhere.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Just like the constitution.
0: Any other similarities or this va- distinct differences that we haven't discussed between our three poems that we picked?
2: The first two are more um I don't know. I was gonna say they're no. No, just kidding. I like
0: that we have all different nationalities going on though too. Yeah, that Probably. was wonderful. You know? True that. Like Emily is a white woman from the north in the eighteen hundreds and then sarah k is japanese and jewish hmm. from new york also yeah the new england area
2: and then, and then you had the guy who is from pretty sure God. is it columbus and he no is um uh, african-american muslim i'm
0: pretty yeah. sure yeah. so that's I pretty cool
2: that's a good that's a good mix good I mix of remember room for his name hanif Ab- abdukbar hmm. uh, yeah Abdur- Abdur-
0: Abdur- Abdur- Abdur-
2: Abdur- okay sorry Hanif. something
0: like that something like that
2: he is yes. wonderful i love him i just can't remember names very well it's a fault <laughs> It's okay.
1: but
2: what i was going to say is with sarah Kays, i was you know hers is very personable but so is hanif's but emily dickens is all for all i know hers could be really personal too maybe she wrote oh. it at a time in her life where she was thinking you know a lot about death
0: it sounds like she was because it was in one of those times where she was reading like she was writing a lot She was very yeah. prolific when she wrote this particular book uh what is it called
2: did she kill herself or was she just died naturally no i think she died oh sorry naturally. sorry i read that um i'll look committed suicide yep. you know what i'm saying yeah, kill, killed
0: is fine
2: okay You're okay fine. wonderful I always forget yeah because I can't t- I know certain obviously I know certain poets did and that's how they became famous but um in my not how they became famous but that's one reason why they're you know so prolific I suppose yeah but I just couldn't remember if Emily did
0: anyway so any final go. thoughts anything like that before we wrap this up unless you guys have anything else to say
2: no I think this was this was great um I enjoyed doing this can't wait to uh, choose some more in the future I think this is a wonderful way. That we each have such diverse picks,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: and yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. So I had fun with poetry.
0: Me too. Me too.
1: But I had fun with all of it, but you know.
0: Oh, yeah. I miss Heather. All right, anything to wrap up?
1: That's it. Happy to wrap up uh, another Book Bite series.
0: Oh, awesome.
1: Well, Yay. guys.
0: Don't forget uh, the next two months are only going to be one episode. They're bonus episodes that we're going to put out. And then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled stuff in April. Thank you so much for being patient with us and evolving as we evolve. You know, there's so many of you out there now. Like we started out with just a few and now we've got like quite a few of you. Our Belgian people, there's lots of you guys
2: yeah we so, love you oh. shout out to you
0: guys you guys were our first across the pond people so mm-hmm.
2: you, you and we're hold gonna have so many in our evolutions for the next round like, oh yeah we have we so much
0: planned we're very excited for what's going on next
2: we're gonna be gen 2 gen 2 oh, 2.0 gen 2.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 all righty guys uh, i guess it's time to wrap this up you want to be nice and leave us some reviews on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate that, but no pressure. Don't have to. It just be nice. No pressure, you do you. We just love Yeah, you. Tell,
2: you us it? Oh, yeah. tell us which poem was your favorite. Oh,
0: tell us which poem was your favorite. Oh, you yeah. can do that when we post it on Instagram too, but it doesn't matter either one. Apple Podcasts would be more beneficial to us, but but we still want to hear from you. So, it's time to say goodbye. Uh remember to check our Instagram for our upcoming reads. A big thanks to all of our wonderful listeners. That's y'all our co-host Heather for writing the theme song, Cynthia who creates our episode art, and our respective life partners for their unwavering support. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us next time when we turn the page. Bye! Bye. Bye.